Father, thank you for the spirit of grace that you have given us. I thank you you give the Holy Spirit to all those who believe. And yet you always seem to have more willing to give. You give more of the Holy Spirit to those who are in fellowship. More to those who love. Even more to those who pray much. I thank you, Lord, for those who become intimate with you. You give so much of the Holy Spirit, there's authority. And they know the Lord. I thank you you've given much of this to us already. But we ask for more. More for our people. More for us as a people. More for our young people growing up. More for those we send out. More for those we meet and love and serve wherever we go. Lord, more of the Holy Spirit. Come now. Open the eyes of our hearts to see and understand, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. My job is to wrap up the service in just a few minutes because time has gone. Marin, I'm quite accustomed to working miracles. We see them every day. I was once in a conference and I was the main speaker in Canada. You know, several days I was the main speaker up every morning, night. First day I'm there, the afternoon was a golf afternoon and they put up three or four Canadian guys to share before the scheduled time that I was meant to speak. They all used up too much time and one guy went on and on and on and on and yet the golf tournament was meant to start, there was meant to be a lunch and golf and I knew the leader was under huge pressure because it was almost time to finish the morning. And I knew he was between a rock and a hard place. I leaned over to him and I said, don't worry. I said, exactly what time do you want to finish? I had a whole hour's message to do. I was going to teach about the defeating the power of accusation. He, he told me the time he needed to finish. It was only 11 minutes away. I said, don't worry. I got up. I gave a wonderful version of that message and said amen and sat down right on the dot. <laughs> and I... Wherever I go, I make sure I know what time they normally finish on Sunday mornings. They'll always say to me, no, 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 visitors, you know, you speak longer. But I, um, I'm very wary on Sunday mornings. Conferences are different. One hour session, teach an hour. And I'm so used to that. However, here we are. I had prepared a message, but this was more about the Holy Spirit, but I was going to teach you about the Holy Spirit as a person. You know, we've talked about the baptism of spirit, dimensions of power, aspects of our lives. But what I really wanted to teach you about was just relationship with the Holy Spirit, him relating to you, you relating to him as a person. Most of that I'll save for another day. I was going to talk to you about not grieving the Spirit and not quenching the Spirit. We'll just take one passage of Scripture, which we'll read together in a moment. And I'll just say this thing by way of introduction. In the Greek language, which is the New Testament, and in the Hebrew language of the Old Testament, the word for spirit is the same word for wind and for breath. And so when you read the Old Testament, and you're reading this word that can be wind, can be breath, you know, it can be the wind of the Lord, it can be the breath of God, it can be the Spirit of God, 
it can be more lost on you as to whether the Holy Spirit is a person or just a force. And some people still debate that. But when you come to the New Testament, it is very, very clear, especially from all the words of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Father is a person. Jesus is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. And yet, somehow, there's one God. Christ is in the Father. The Father is in Christ. The Spirit of God comes from the Father through the Son. And it's, it's a mystery that's be, a bit beyond our comprehension. And yet, it's not just one or two references in the Bible. The, the, the talk of this is all over the place. And um, you, need to, you need to understand that it's the Holy Spirit as a person who is given to you for a very special purpose. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is actually brings to you the presence of the Father and the Son. Now, I know the Father and I know the Son, but it's the Holy Spirit that makes that a reality. And the scripture says, for example, that we have access, through Christ it says, we have access to the Father by one spirit. The Bible in another place says he's given us all the one spirit to drink and so on. There's no wonder Jesus urged us to pray to have more of the Holy Spirit. And as when you're prayerful enough and know him well enough, you're more intimate with him, he gives you more power. He gives you more authority. That is, it's as you become more intimate with him that you find yourself more in a place where you personally represent him when you speak. So very important uh, the word for the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, in Greek it's parakletos, which in English we say the paraclete, but it has a complex meaning which can't be given in one word. It, and it literally means, the literal meaning of the Greek parakletos is someone, a person that is, that is called alongside of you to help you. And that is why some translations, Jesus will call the Holy Spirit the helper whom the Father will give you. Whom? See, it's a person. Uh, some translations will call him the advocate. Advocate is also a word used for Jesus. He's the advocate of the Father. So advocate is someone who represents another person. Uh, other translations will translate it as counsellor, but this means your personal counsellor, someone who's taken up residence, lives within you, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, of course, is to, is to give you guidance, give you help, give you some clear thinking, remind you of things, teach you the ways of Jesus, uh, help you in your prayers, give you power. When you pray, his power goes out. I mean, there's, there's a host of things the Holy Spirit has do, does, but when you, when you neglect prayer and Bible reading, the voice of the Holy Spirit gets small. And, and it can kind of dry up altogether. He's, he's never actually gone, and yet you can feel like you're... God's far away, but it's, it's your own fault because you didn't simply stop and, and pray and take in some word. You, you need to cultivate your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He, look, if Jesus had died for your sins and you turned to God and repented and he forgave you, you would have no power to live guilt-free if it wasn't the Holy Spirit. You'd have no power to overcome sin if it wasn't the Holy Spirit. You'd have no power to pray. You'd actually have no faith if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. In fact, you'd have nothing. 
And this is why not only did Jesus do a work for you that provided all these things, because he said, I'm going to the Father, and I'll ask the Father to give you someone else, and he will be with you forever. You actually need, even in eternity, when you're with God in eternity, you need to be, to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that you know exactly how to act, exactly how to live, exactly how to please the Father, have the power to love other people. All of this is given you actually as the gift of God. In other words, you need to relate to God. You need to walk with the Father, walk with Jesus. And it's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that, that gives you the understanding of how to do it and the power to do it. It's astounding that he, um, the Father requires certain things of us to be acceptable to God and find a place in heaven. Jesus paid the price so that we could have it and the Holy Spirit enables us to be what God the Father wants us to be. It's a complete package deal, but you must have more of the Holy Spirit. So with that in mind, we're going to read this one passage of Scripture, and then we're all going to pray to have more of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, and the band standing here, faithfully, diligently. Did you hear all that? You know it's harder to take words in when you're standing behind the speakers. Not harder to hear them. Sometimes, depends on the quality. But it can be harder to grasp them, I've discovered. Anyway, maybe I should speak this way. <laughs> speak this way. So you'll see the scripture words up there. So we'll put the scripture up. And why don't we all read out loud, go through the thing. It's, it's a mere, um, oh, what have we got? 11 verses, 11 or 12 verses from John chapter 14, 15 to 27. Um, let's all read together. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. 
Let's have some united prayers. First of all, everybody pray and thank the Lord that he's given us not only his son, but now the Holy Spirit. And Father, we do lift our hearts to you today and thank you that there is a Holy Spirit, that you've given us wonderful gifts. You've given us the Son of God and you've given us the Holy Spirit as well as your word and every other grace. Thank you for the Holy Spirit and thank you for the strength you've given and the wisdom you've given. Thank you for the mind of the Lord that you've given to us because you've given us your spirit. Everyone now, seek, take a moment, seek the Lord, say, Lord, I must have more of your spirit. Ask the Lord to cleanse you. Your, your job is to empty yourself, to make more room for the Lord. Anyway, pray with me, Father, this is our prayer, not only for ourselves personally, but for all the church, that you'd remove from our lives every hindrance and all the things that fill up our lives that ought not be there, things that are worthless. And I ask, O Lord, that you would grant us more of the Spirit of God. Thank you, you've said, whoever asks, receives. That's the word of Jesus. Thank you for that word, Lord. We believe the promise today. Everyone who asks, receives. And I ask that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on this congregation more and more, that every heart would be filled with joy and with the strength of the Lord. I thank you that you hear our prayers and we bless God in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep praying these prayers because it was Jesus who said, everyone who asks receives. And it was in the same passage where Jesus said two verses later, how much more will my Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so keep seeking his face because if there's a hindrance or a blockage in your life, he'll reveal what it is. You get to deal with it and uh, you'll find more of his grace. Now, for all those who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, use that gift to grow. If there are those who have not been baptized in the Spirit, you haven't received the gift of the Spirit, you need to see us for prayer. We'll lay hands on you. And in, in a subsequent service, there'll be more time for that because we must believe for everyone to have received the Spirit, everyone to be released in the power of the Spirit. One more thing I didn't mention, it's the Holy Spirit who puts in us the joy of the Lord. There are numbers of references in Scripture. Paul said, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. You'll find every time, even when you're concerned, worried, burdened, got a problem, if you just stop and uh, receive his peace, pray in, pray in the spirit over the problem, start to trust the Lord again, now your joy will rise, your sense of security will rise. It's all the work of the Holy Spirit.